What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams. Happy Halloween to each and every one of my viewers out there. And today we're going to close the book on our classic horror movies. And we're going to discuss 1968's Night of the Living Dead. Starring Dwayne Jones, Judith O'Day, Carl Hardman, Marilyn Eastman, Keith Wayne, Judith Ridley, Kyra Sean, Bill Hinsman, and George Kosana. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. Happy Halloween to each and every one of my loyal viewers. And like I said during the introduction, today we're going to close the book on the classic horror movies. And we're going to discuss one of the all-time great zombie films, Night of the Living Dead. And as our movie opens, siblings Barbara and Johnny drive to a cemetery in rural Pennsylvania in order to visit their father's grave. Their car radio goes off the air due to some technical difficulties. And as they are leaving the gravesite, a strange man wearing a tattered suit kills Johnny and attacks Barbara. Barbara flees and is able to take shelter inside of a farmhouse, but finds that the woman who lived there is dead and half-eaten. She sees a multiplying number of strange-looking ghouls, led by the man from the cemetery, approaching the farmhouse. A man named Ben arrives, secures the farmhouse by boarding up the windows and the doors, and drives away the ghouls with a lever-action rifle, which he finds in the closet, and with fire, which the ghouls fear. Barbara is now in a catatonic state from the shock and is surprised when Harry Cooper and a man named Tom emerge from the cellar. Now, Harry has been taking shelter there with his wife, Helen, and their young daughter, Karen, after a group of monsters overturned their car and bit Karen, leaving her seriously ill. Tom arrived with his girlfriend, Judy, after hearing an emergency broadcast about a series of brutal killings. Tom then aids Ben in securing the farmhouse, while Harry angrily protests that it is unsafe before returning to the cellar, which he believes to be safer. Outside, the ghouls continue to besiege the farmhouse in ever-increasing numbers. The refugees listen to the radio and television reports of a wave of mass murder being committed across the East Coast of the United States by an army of cannibalistic reanimating corpses and posses of armed men patrolling the countryside in order to kill the ghouls. They confirm that the ghouls can only be stopped with a bullet or a heavy blow to the head, or by being burned, as Ben discovered. 
and that various rescue centers are offering refuge and safety. Scientists begin to theorize that the reanimations are occurring due to radiation from a space probe which exploded in the Earth's atmosphere on the way back from Venus. Ben devises a plan to obtain medical supplies for Karen and to transport the group to a rescue center by refueling his truck. So Ben, Tom, and Judy drive to a nearby gas pump, holding the ghouls off with torches and Molotov cocktails. However, the gas from the pump spills and causes the truck to catch fire and explode, killing Tom and Judy. Ben runs back to the house on his own and is able to break down the door when Harry refuses to let him back in. Ben beats up Harry then for his cowardice, and while the ghouls are feasting on the remains of Tom and Judy, and the remaining survivors attempt to find a way out. However, the ghouls break through the barricades. In the ensuing chaos, Harry is accidentally shot dead by Ben. Karen dies from her injuries, reanimates, and begins to eat her father's remains, and then stabs Helen to death. Barbara recovers from her catatonic state and tries to help Ben keep the ghouls out, but is dragged away by a reanimated Johnny and the other ghouls. As the horde breaks into the house, Ben takes refuge in the cellar, where he shoots Harry and Helen's reanimating corpses. The next morning, an armed posse arrives and begins to dispatch the remaining ghouls in the area. Awoken by their gunfire and sirens, Ben emerges from the cellar, but is shot and killed when they mistake him for a ghoul. His body is then thrown onto a bonfire and burned with the rest of the ghouls as our movie comes to its close. This film has always been a tricky one for me. It just kind of depends on my mood when I watch it. Sometimes I watch it and I'm thoroughly entertained and fascinated by it and caught up in it. Other times I watch it and I'm completely bored to tears. This time it was the former. I watched it, was thoroughly entertained by it. I was caught up in it, um, especially the the Harry character, you know, when he got killed by Ben, even accidentally, it kind of weren't mad because he's been a dick to Ben the entire time. So he deserved to finally get his. And then for Ben to kill him once again, when his body started to reanimate, it was like double the pleasure, double the fun. He got it twice. The others are all victims of circumstance. And it kind of sucks watching Tom and Helen and the others have to get killed. And then Ben getting killed at the end accidentally when you're hoping that he's going to be the sole survivor. And then he gets killed through the window by the posse. And it's like, oh, man. Because this was one of the first times in movie history 
where the African-American lead was the outright hero of the film. It's very controversial at the time, and it's very groundbreaking, you know. You think about it, and nine times out of ten, you know, 99.999% of the time, the African-American character is the first one to go in horror movies. Not only was he not the first one to go, he was the last one to go. He was the one that was leading the charge for everybody. And it was such a great call in the film because it showed that things were starting to change in our society. You know, the civil rights movement and everything was very prominent back then. So to have this lead character be an African-American, be well-spoken, well-educated, as opposed to the way African-American characters were portrayed in films prior to this, really helped change things for African-American portrayal in movies and showing that they could be the leader, the heroes. When it comes to my rating for this film, I have to rate it honestly because, like I said, sometimes I watch it and I'm entertained and caught up in it, and other times I'm bored to tears. So with that in mind, and even though this was one of the times where I was thoroughly entertained by it, I'm going to give it three and a half stars because I feel like that's fair assessment of where I stand on this film. It's a good film. It's one of the best zombie films out there. And if you remember when I discussed White Zombie, I said I'm not really a fan of zombie films. But this is one of the few that I can watch if I'm in the mood for it. Other times, if I'm not in the mood for it, I'm going to sit there and kind of probably complain about it. But if I'm really in the mood, I can sit down and watch this film and just be caught up in it like I was this time. So three and a half out of five stars for me. Curious what you guys think out there watching. If you've seen Night of the Living Dead, let me know. If you're watching the premiere, leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching on demand later in the day, leave your thoughts and comments down here. Whatever you do, though, when you get out there on the social media, let's try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns, and of course, the ever popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. When we open, or should I say reopen, the book on Tom Hanks' films, and we begin in 1980 with his very first film, He Knows You're Alone, starring Don Scardino, Caitlin O'Heaney, Elizabeth Kemp, Tom Rolfing, Louis Alt, Patsy Pease, James Rebhorn, Dana Barron, and Tom Hanks. 
Now, being as how this is his very first film, his part is very small in this one. He's got just a couple of scenes, but this was filmed in 1979, was released in 1980, just a couple months before Bosom Buddies would hit the airwaves. So it kind of gives you a, an idea of where things were in Tom Hanks's career. He hadn't really caught fire like he would with Bosom Buddies. He was still just kind of gritting his teeth. And like a lot of people do, he got his start in a horror movie. So we're going to take a look at He Knows You're Alone tomorrow, right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, right here on an all-new Renegades Reviews. And you're definitely not going to want to miss it. To all my loyal fans and viewers out there, tuned in for the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Likewise, all my loyal fans and viewers out there, tuned in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers out there. Tune in on a regular basis. Show me that love. Show me that support. Going back to the archives, digging up those old episodes of Renegade Wrestling, Dads on Wrestling, After the Bell, Stat Boy Rants, etc. Trying to help me boost up my viewership hours so I can eventually get monetized and make some money on this endeavor. Thank you very much to all you guys that tuned in and joined me here today. And until tomorrow, new month, new theme, I will see you guys next time.